We're going to get into it, but before I do, y'all like my mask? You see, we got, we got any Marvel fans in the building? Okay. All right. Anybody want to tell me what this ma- whose mask this is? Close. Eric Killmonger, who is in Black Panther, right? See, I think this mask goes hard personally. In fact, I guess my thought is that if I put this on, I mean, I can be a savage, right? So if I wear this mask, you're probably like, yo, he's hard. You know what I'm saying? So if I wore this mask and put this mask on, you know, I could be whatever I want to be. And it's really interesting because, you know, I personally like this mask. I doubt if I encounter somebody with this mask on, with no shirt on in a dark alley, I don't think I'm going to approach them. What y'all think? Nah, right? You don't want hands, I'm sure. So, but here's the deal. I mean, again, this is a mask. This is a mask from a Marvel movie. I like the mask personally. I probably saw some of our promo. But how many of y'all know that every day we wear one? In one form or fashion, everybody in this room, in some capacity, wears some form of a mask. And none of, the, none of us are exempt from that. Right? So in many ways, we can be what we want to be as long as we put a mask on. Right? And y'all know the title of the message tonight is Mask Off. But yet, many times... We wear a mask because either we feel some type of way or there might be some other reason, but the bottom line is that we're not called to wear a mask at all. So here's the bottom line of the message tonight. You know, I always like to give you kind of the the end of the movie so that you can understand where we're going tonight because we want to get real tonight. Amen? We talked about y'all coming in here tonight. We enjoy having y'all. We have a good time, et cetera. But the thing is, is we want to set you guys up to have a Holy Ghost experience so that you can leave here changed so that we can change the world. If y'all look around at all, we need y'all and us to change the world. Amen? I mean, 2020's been real. Has it not? Anybody been affected by 2020? Right? So there's a world that is dying and hurting, and the church has to be the solution to that. Amen? So here's the point of the message tonight. So if you take notes, check this out. Everyone, and I do mean everyone, Wears a mask, but as a believer, as a Christian, as a Christian, you will not walk in the fullness of God if you continue to wear one. Let me repeat that. Everyone, everyone we know, wears a mask every day, right? But if you are a believer and a child of God, you cannot walk in his fullness if you continue to wear one. Are y'all hearing me on this? By the way, this is not just for the students, right? Facts, that's no cap whatsoever. That is for everybody in here. In some capacity, we all have a mask, and God says himself, there's plenty of scripture. We cannot serve the world and God. It's not possible. You can't have your foot in the world and in church. But yet, we'll talk about how to get rid of that. But the bottom line is that we all wear a mask, and if we want to walk in the fullness, if you want to walk in your destiny, if you want to walk in the plan that God has for your life, you have to make a decision and draw a line in the sand and say that I no longer can wear a mask. Amen? Y'all with me on that? Okay. So let's talk about that. So there's really two main reasons why people wear a mask. We'll make it simple. 
There's two reasons that people wear a mask. Number one, one reason we wear a mask is to hide our identity. Right? One reason we wear a mask is to hide our identity. Y'all seen people in, you know, crooks and so on and so forth. They put things on their, on their face so that you don't know who they are. There's a lot of reasons why we hide their identity, good or bad. We wear a mask so that we can hide who we are. Right? Okay? And another reason that we wear a mask is to pretend to be someone that we're not. To pretend to be someone that we're not. So on the one hand, we hide who we are in our identities, but we also pretend to be something that we're actually not. Y'all follow? Okay? So it's simple. We wear a mask for those two reasons, to pretend to be someone that we're not. Think about a Halloween party. You rarely would see somebody. I don't go to Halloween parties, really never did, and that's fine. Bottom line is that if you think about a Halloween party, people are dressed up to be something that they're not. I don't care what you say. The concept of a clown is just creepy, right? Amen, right? You might not be scared of a clown, but it's weird, okay? So the bottom line is that when you go to something like that, you're being something that you're not. Or another example is what we call a masquerade ball. You've seen people like that, right? Like the slide. It's like people hold these masks up, and, you know, there's a lot of tradition behind that and various things and so on and so forth. But the bottom line is that a masquerade ball is another good example. And here's what I propose to you Christians. The world that we live in is a masquerade. Again, we wear a mask to hide our identity, and we wear a mask to pretend to be someone that we're not, and yet I'm saying that the world we live in, look around you, right? Think about your day-to-day. Think about who you talk to. Think about the conversations that you hear had. Think about the news. Think about the coronavirus. Think about racial injustice. Think about all the things that we see on a regular basis, and tell me that the world is not a masquerade ball. Everybody in our world is wearing some form of a mask to be something that they're really not designed to be. Right? So, here's the interesting thing about that. Let's define that for a second. I want to tell you, because we're going to set the stage, and we're going to look at some examples that might shock you, right, as to why we do this and then how we get rid of these masks. I'm going to give you some, <laughs> some biblical examples that you're like, word, for real? Now, here's what masquerade means. Again, the world we live in is full of masks. The world we live in is a masquerade. The world we live in is a place where everybody's trying to be something that they're not. Now, here's some definitions of a masquerade, right? This is not my definition. This is the world's definition. A gathering of disguises. A gathering of disguises. Another definition, a disguise. Look at this one, though. A false outward show. And an even better definition is a false character, a false character. So in other words, we've said that we wear a mask. We said that believers can't wear a mask and walk in fullness. Again, if if you gave your life to the Lord, we will go to heaven. Amen? We know that. Bottom line is we won't walk in fullness, though, right? We can't walk in fullness. If we're not, if we're keeping a mask on our face, And being something that God did not design us to be, there's no way for us to do that. But God has called us in this day, in this hour, to walk in our full identity in Christ, and he's waiting for us. Amen? And the world we live in is a masquerade, but look at those definitions, though. A gathering of disguises. A disguise, right? A false character, a false 
outward show. So every place we encounter someone on this earth, including ourselves, at some point in some context that we find ourselves in, we are putting on some form of a mask. Now, we're going to break some walls down, though, tonight. We're going to be real. Can we be real tonight? Like, because we're not sucking and jiving. Like, we want to put out there, like, some reasons why we wear these things, all right? So check this out. So let me give you a news flash. Everybody likes tea, right? Y'all want some tea? Yeah. We're going to talk about the tea, Brittany? We were talking about the tea the other day. So here's the tea, though. My wife loves tea, actual tea. But here's the tea, all right? Brace yourselves for the tea, though. Because y'all see it's funny now, but hopefully we get some conviction here in a minute. Check this out. Here's the tea, okay? People who are full of themselves and flex constantly, who seem to be confident, insecurity. That's tea. If you want some tea, people who walk around, yeah, you know what I'm saying, I got this. I'm flexing, drip, blah, 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 blah. All that is is a mask for insecurity. Amen? But they seem like they have everything. People who say they have everything have nothing. Right? Amen? So someone who is flexing constantly and saying all these things, oh, I've done this, I've done that. Well, look at this, look at me. That's all insecurity. You want some more tea? Watch this. People who gossip, who are constantly talking about other people. In fact, we use the term tea to gossip. And we were talking about this in our life group the other night. It's like the enemy takes something and makes it sound attractive so that you as a believer can do it and think it's okay. Right? You want some tea? Well, that's technically gossiping. Right? Do I, have I done that? Do I do that? Absolutely. Well, you're the one. Yep, I'm wrong too. But we're here to be real tonight. So if we want to call these things what they are, a white lie is a lie, right? Ain't nothing white about it. So somebody who's a busybody spreading lies, talking, oh, you see your boy's haircut, oh, my gosh, you see your girl's bangs, oh, she got highlights, she's really not cute, though, right? You see her high-waisted jeans, like, she needs to stop. Like, the bottom line is all that is tea, and all that's wrong, and all that will prevent you from walking in fullness, Y'all with me on that? People who constantly want likes on social media. They got quiet off in this Presbyterian church. People who want likes on social media, right? Asking for them, right? What's the root? Insecurity. Are y'all seeing a theme here? Do we know these people? Have we done these things? All of these things speak to the point of wearing a mask. And I'd like to think that you all are here tonight to get set up so that we can get rid of some things because the world needs you tonight. Amen? Amen. So that's another example is that people who constantly want likes on social media, it's insecurity. Who's ever heard of FOMO? I can't tell you how many times I've been interviewed about FOMO. What's FOMO? Y'all know what FOMO is? Fear of missing out. People who are strapped to their phone all the time. People who are like, oh, well, I'm cooped up in the house. They out there living life, though, right? FOMO. FOMO is not a thing. It's something we made up. It's something that the enemy made up to sound attractive, and yet it's, again, the source is insecurity because we're looking to people to fill a void that only God can fill, right? Well, they, they didn't invite me, right? 
Well, they out there doing their thing, and I'm just chilling. I'm in here by myself rocking back and forth, right? Insecurity. Hey, man, y'all with me? Y'all know these examples, okay? You know, God forbid that happens to you all, but y'all have seen the Hallmark examples. People who like to bully and make fun of people and take people's money and so on and so forth. Insecurity. You ever met a confident bully? Crickets. Right? So people who are constantly going at people's throat, coming for people, right? I'm coming for you, right? Like I always have a negative comment to make. Insecurity, right? Mask. Hopefully y'all still with me. How about this? Because I'm trying to call it all out. I'm going to miss like 12 or 15 of them, right? I'm going to say as many as I know. People who are hypersensitive to any form of criticism. Right? Well, you know, I need you to change this part of the assignment you turned in, right? And you fall apart. Or if somebody says, well, yeah, that color's not right on you, fall apart. Right? It's like, well, I need you to fall apart. Look, I'm trying to help y'all get rid of some stuff tonight. So can I be real? Okay? Like, I'm saying these things because maybe I've walked some of them. Right? And I'd like to think that some of y'all have as well. So the bottom line is that if I'm sensitive to criticism, I'm not talking about people slicing you up. I'm talking about people trying to speak into you and point out a flaw and something that you need to change, which I'm assuming that that's happened to somebody in here. Somebody who loves you will correct you. Right? So if somebody's trying to get you to change a thing and you're hypersensitive to that and you fall apart like, well, they don't like me. They don't like, they left me on red. Maybe they took a nap. Perhaps. Amen? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Am I just talking to myself? You know they got the text message. Okay, just me. All right. Okay, we'll have the altar open. <laughs> All right. What about people who are anxious about anything? Now, I'm in the anxiety business, okay? But here's the thing. Anxiety still stems from a root of insecurity, though. So whether it be talking to people, meeting someone new, heights, whether it be criticism or being assertive, the bottom line is that that's still some form of a mask, right? And Jesus died for that too, all right? Self-harm, depression, lust, pornography, any form of addiction, all of these things that we've struggled with in this world all stem from the same place, and Jesus died for every single one of them. And if you brought any of those things in with you here tonight, there is deliverance available for you. There is freedom and victory available for you. But like most things, and Pastor Rob knows this, we be on this in our church. We have to be obedient, though, because it's available, right? It's like putting your mouth under a water spigot, knowing there's water in it, but you won't turn it, right? It's there but yet we won't do our part. So hopefully we can change that tonight. So does that make sense what we're getting at with the T? Let me give you one more before we jump into some word, and that's this. Acting one way with my Christian friends, acting one way with my Christian friends, but acting a completely different way when they're non-Christians. Can we talk? Right? Can we just talk? Like, no. uh, I was feeling that for a minute. But not for real. <laughs> Listen. 
acting one way with my Christian friends. Y'all, y'all know the song, though. That's the thing. It's on Just Dance. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, Caleb was getting it with me. Um, but no, real talk, though. Acting one way with our Christian friends, but when we leave the church, though, it's like we turn up to some KB 10K when we in the house. But when Lil Uzi come on, though, right? Oh, y'all know what I'm talking about now, right? Bottom line is that that is something that's a mask. And that's also a root of insecurity. Everything I've said has a root of insecurity. But how many of you all know that the root of insecurity is because we live in a fallen world and without Jesus, we're always going to try to put a mask on and seek things from man that we can only get through the Savior? Amen? Like it's not possible. Understand, it's impossible. And it might work for a season. We've heard testimonies today at church. It will work for a season. It will make you feel good in the flesh for a season. But it always, not sometimes, but always will backfire every single time. We got to give it all to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we got to completely take the mask off. Amen? Amen. All right. Y'all still with me? Okay. All right. So here's a quote for you. As long as we look to people for our security, we will never be satisfied and will need a mask for the rest of our lives. As long as we look for people for our security, we will never be satisfied. Hashtag Hamilton, Maya. There you go. You'll never be satisfied, right? And you will always need to wear a mask for the rest of your life. Y'all with me on that? So we're trying to set some things in order tonight because you cannot do that if you're going to be a born-again believer because you will miss the call that God has on your life, or at some point, it's going to go all crashing down. The, the Word of God says that your sins will find you out. You cannot serve God and mammon, is what the Word of God says. It's not possible. So our job, the mantle that we have as leaders, is to get you all to recognize and be the messengers to tell you the truth, to help you as best we can walk this life out, but to also love on you and correct you when need be, right? So we're calling some things out. We've walked this stuff, amen? So we want you to be free from it too because it's possible. All right, so as long as we look to people for our security, we will never be satisfied. We will always need a mask. Now, let me give you all an example, and then we're going to jump into some word. If you take notes, I'm going to have some bullet points for you. I'm going to give you all three things to do to take the mask off. But let me explain something to you that might surprise many of you guys. Many of you guys know this story, but I think that it's really interesting. So how many of you all know who Peter is? from the Bible. All right, Peter was on fire, right? Y'all agree? Okay, because here's the thing I find, and the reason I saved that last point, um, the last insecurity point for last, the acting one way with my Christian friends, but acting another way when I'm with my worldly friends, right? Y'all with me? Acting one way with my Christian friends, but then I'm acting another way with my worldly friends. Believe it or not, this is pretty common in the body of Christ. It's not meant to be so, but it's common, right? And believe it or not, I call this the Peter and Paul incident. Y'all know who Paul is. Y'all heard Paul, right? Apostle Paul, right? Okay. So the Apostle Paul and Peter, one of the pillars of the church, and I'll give you the short version, and then we'll read some scripture. But the bottom line is that there's some scripture where Paul absolutely calls Peter out in his face. In fact, the wording says, I beheld him to his face. 
Now, if you want to change the language of that today, he's like, look, I was all up in Peter's face like, yo, you did wrong. And he said it in front of other people. He beheld him to his face. You mean Peter? The same Peter that Jesus said, on, my, on this rock I will build my church? That Peter? Yeah, that Peter. The same Peter, right, who was on fire for the Lord. The same Peter that he said he built his church on. The same Peter, right, in the book of Acts who was getting it popping. The bottom line is that Peter got called out by Paul because he did the exact same thing I'm telling y'all tonight. Wow. So let's go to Galatians. So Galatians chapter 2, we'll call this the Paul and Peter incident, right? Because it went down. And this is tucked away. There's a lot of, right, Pastor Robert? There's some scriptures tucked away that you'd be surprised they're in your Bible. <laughs> like, like high-key surprised. It's like, yo, that happened, right? Calling homeboy bald head, and then he's like, oh, I'm bald head, and then bears came out and mauled him. Anybody know, the, you know what I'm talking about? Right? Like, y'all bald head, bald head, on bald head. Right? Got sliced up by some bears. Read your Bible. <laughs> I ain't making that up. That's a true story. All right, look, check it out. Galatians chapter 2. We're going to start out <clears throat> in verse 11. And we're going to read it to verse 16. Galatians chapter 2, 11. And we're going to go to 16. All right, can y'all see that? I'll read it anyway. Um, <clears throat> so here's what it says. Check this out. I love the subheadings in the Word of God because it kind of gives you a clue as to what went down. It says, no return to the law. It says, now when Peter had come to Antioch, right, because Galatia, the book of Galatians, Galatia wasn't a place, right? It wasn't one place. It was a group of churches in a location in Asia Minor, and Antioch was one of those places. So when Peter had come to Antioch, he said, I withstood him to his face. This is Paul talking. I withstood him to his face because he was to be blamed. This is the New King James. This ain't some contemporary version we made up. He said, I withstood him to his face because he was to be blamed. For before certain men came from James, another apostle, right? He would eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself. Is that not clear to y'all what he's saying? You one way with these people, but when you see that you're like, oh, let me, you know what I'm saying? You, no, nah, I don't have nothing. I'm not hiding anything. You didn't see that on my phone. You didn't see those emojis in my recent. Well, you're going to have to clean this up. I'm going to have to, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So he said, for before certain men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself. Listen to what it says, fearing those who were of the circumcision, right? And the rest of the Jews, listen to this, and the rest of the Jews, the rest of the Jews played the hypocrite with him so that even Barnabas was carried away with their hypocrisy. So if you take that verse, it's saying people you thought, right, the people that are on fire for God, who obviously have some shortcomings, still struggle with what people thought about them. Y'all see that? The pillars of the church still struggle. And Paul called all of them out saying, if we're going to do this Jesus thing for the Jews and the Gentiles, we cannot take favoritism whatsoever. And Peter knew better because, see, here's the thing. Jesus appeared to Peter in a vision 
and to another person in a vision um, and basically said to them on two, day, two separate days, he said, I want you to go to this man's house, right? Cornelius was his name. And he said, I'm going to send Peter to you. So Peter got another vision. And then he's like, I'm going to need you to go to Cornelius' house. So he's talking to both of them, right? So the thing is, is he was a Gentile. And it was unlawful for the Jews to break bread with them. But you see, when you get Jesus, it don't matter who you are. When you become a believer, it don't matter where you're from. When you become a believer, it don't matter what demographic you're in. So Jesus said, yeah, 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 I'm giving you my version. Yeah, 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 Peter, I'm aware. It's my word that it used to be unlawful, but I'm going to need you to go break bread with Cornelius. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, I said it. Don't you call a a common thing unclean. That's what he said. You need to go break bread with the Gentiles. So Jesus himself told him. And yet, Paul's saying, bro, this happened with you, and all of a sudden, now all of a sudden you're going to walk away when Jesus himself told you that it's okay? Now all of a sudden, because you fear man, you want to put a mask on all of a sudden. The same Peter we read about. The same Peter in the Word of God that we read about. The same Barnabas, who was very influential with Paul, that we read about, still had a mask. Are y'all hearing this? Y'all see why it's vital, right? Are you saying that I might lose some friends? Yep, I am. Are you saying that somebody might not like you and then they're going to be spreading tea? Yeah, I am saying that, right? But we didn't say that this walk would be easy, did we? But it's well worth it. But it's well worth it. All right? So, but when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, verse 14, I said to Peter before them all, right? So his homies are right there with him. And he said, I said to Peter before them all, if you, being a Jew, this is a rhetorical question, right? If you, being a Jew, live in the manner of Gentiles, and not as the Jews, why do you compel Gentiles to live as the Jews? Basically saying, you being a hypocrite, fam. That's basically what he said to him, right? Notice, though, in this letter, I won't read the rest of it, <clears throat> but notice in the letter, though, read it for yourself. Peter didn't have anything to say to him, right? Because he was wrong, and you need correction in your life. So <clears throat> what I'm saying here is this. Wearing a mask in the church is 99% of the time due to the fear of man. 99% of the time, it is because we have a fear of man. We're afraid what people think about us if we raise our hands. We're afraid what people think about us if we reveal the things we struggle with, right? We're afraid that people are going to ostracize us and cast us out of the friend group, right? It's a fear of man, and the church is rampant with it as well, right? Now, when I say fear of man, here's what I mean. I mean negative evaluation. I mean they're going to think poorly of you. I think, you know, they're going to say something bad. They're going to think negatively of me. They're going to think that I'm less than I am. And remember everything that I said earlier, all of that stems from the fear of man. All right. So being too concerned about what those around you think will prevent you from hearing the voice of God and the direction he has for your life. Put another way, if you got too many people in the peanut gallery in your ear saying things, how are you going to hear the voice of God? 
if you're listening to everybody else around you and prayer is the last thing you do, how are you going to know the voice of God? Right? Because we will go to everybody and their mama before we consult with the Lord. Amen? So if you have too many people in your ear because you're concerned about the fear of man, this is going to prevent us from clearly hearing what God is speaking to us. And he is speaking to us. He is speaking loudly to us. Right? But we get tone deaf if we're listening to everybody else. So let me give you another scripture. Galatians chapter 5, right before the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5. Verses 19 through 22. These are some more examples of masks. And I like the Passion Translation with this. It says, the cravings of the self-life are obvious. The self-life, not the Christ life, the self-life, the fear of man life, sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, pornography, chasing after things instead of God manipulating others, hatred of those who get in your way, senseless arguments. You know, that's what we call petty, right? That's what petty is. That's just petty. That's a senseless argument. Resentment when others are favored. So you jealous. Temper tantrums like Caillou. Yeah, I thought eight of y'all would get that. We never let the girls watch Caillou. He was way too whiny. That's, Jada, we're going to pray about this later. See? Being in love with your own opinions. Being envious of the blessing of other people. That one right there. Being envious of the blessings of others, though. Murder. Uncontrolled addictions. Wild parties, though. And all other similar behavior. Haven't I already warned you that those who use their freedom for these things will not inherit the kingdom realm of God. I mean, if somebody puts a colon in the Bible and lists 50 different things we do, that means it's not good, right? It says you can't inherit the kingdom realm of God. You can't, right? But how many of y'all know Jesus made a way, though? How many of y'all know Jesus made a way? Amen. So let's get to it. So how do we take the mask off? All right, so let's talk about how we take the mask off. Number one, to take the mask off, you have to value God's opinion more than people's opinion. You have to value God's opinion more than people's opinion, right? God says you are a number of things. But if I'm so busy trying to get gratification, just like we said in the Passion Translation, of all the other things that people say that I am, I can't inherit the things of God. It's not possible. So we got to value what the Word of God says to us more than we value what other people say to us. Amen? We have to value, not maybe it'd be helpful. No, you have to value what God says about you, and His Word tells you directly what He says about you. We have to value that more than what other people say about us. There's so many scriptures on this, but I'll give you one. Proverbs 18.21. It's one we love to say, but it's one we love to not do. And it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And then it tells us the consequence of both. It says, and those who love it, not maybe, but it shall eat its fruit. So if you're speaking life, you reap life. If you speak death, 
You're reaping death. Well, what do you mean? I'm going to die? No, not necessarily, but there's different types of death, right? We've talked about this. Relationships ending is death, right? You failing an exam is death. You having strife and beef with somebody you used to be friends with is a form of death, right? Resentment and bitterness is a form of death, right? You being isolated is a form of death. There will be death. But thank God Jesus made a way. But if we speak life, despite what we see in our natural eyes, we will prosper and we will be in health. Amen? Amen. So the number one thing is that we have to value God's opinion more than we value people's opinion. It is a must do. And I will tell you right now, everybody in here who's an adult loves every one of you or they wouldn't be here. It doesn't make any difference to us what you struggle with. Well, you don't know what I did. Look, I get that the world rank order sin, but God doesn't. And we want to be vessels just like that, okay? So the bottom line is it doesn't matter what you came in with. You're not too messy for that to become a message. You're not too messy. God's okay with getting his hands dirty. He's seen this movie, as we say. Right? Amen. Y'all with me? So you have to value God's opinion more than you value people's opinion. Okay. Number two. Okay. Well, hang on. Not number two. My bad. Let me say one more thing. Um, Galatians chapter 2, verse 6. Let me read that to you real quick. That's important. But from, the, from those who seem to be something, whatever they were, it makes no difference to me. God shows personal favoritism to no man. For those who seem to be something added nothing to me. Aside from Jesus himself, who wants to meet Paul one day, though? You talk about swag. This dude knew his identity. He's like, I could care less. What y'all think y'all are in the natural doesn't matter to me. Because he said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Our living example is Jesus. So it doesn't make any difference. God does not play favorites. If you are a child of the Most High, you're his favorite. You with me on that? You're his favorite. You're his favorite. You're his favorite. You're his favorite. We're all his favorite. If we are children of God, we are his favorite. So you got to say, say that with me. I'm his favorite. I'm his favorite. So you are his favorite. Amen? So again, taking the mask off, number one, you have to value God's opinion more than people's opinion. Number two, declare, and I do mean declare, every day who you are in the spirit, not who you are in the flesh. Declare every day, out loud, verbally, who you are in the spirit, not who you are in the flesh. Right? God says that you are so many different things, and that is such an important concept to realize is that we have to declare every day, speak out. See, the kingdom of God is voice activated. When we, it's a seed plant, right? So when we speak those things out, we might not see it that moment, the things of God. We might not see it the same day. We might not see it in two weeks or even two years. But when we declare the word of God over our life, it has to come to pass, right? Well, I'm not good at math. Well, praise God that he's made me good at math in the spirit. And it will manifest, right? God will show you how to make your weaknesses your strength. I promise you, I've done it, right? Now, I don't think there's no hope for me with art, right? But I'm okay with that, <laughs> right? Ask my children. They're like, man, I didn't know your dad had a brain injury. So declare every day when I draw something, 
Declare every day that who you are in the spirit. That's real talk, right? It's terrible. <laughs> Not who you are in the flesh, all right? And then number three, number three, destroying your mask, that fake, that, fake, that false identity, always requires action. Destroying your mask always requires action. And action is based on faith. You have to activate faith. Without faith, it's impossible to do what? Anybody know that? Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Right? In James chapter 2, verse 26, it says, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is also dead. It is extremely important for us to recognize that we can say all day long, and we can minister on this point a whole lot, but we can say all day long that we have faith, but if we're not demonstrating the behavior associated with that, do we? It requires action because Jesus is not dying for us twice. He's not dying for us twice. He's done it at the cross, so it's essential that we recognize that we have to activate the faith and walk in that.